Hey everybody, welcome to Momentum, encouraging women who follow Jesus because your leadership and influence matter. This is Lauren Carreras here from Ventura, California, and we're here today with Denise Harlow from the south suburbs of Chicago. Uh, We are talking about respect, and my mom is going to sing a little song for y'all right now. (laughs) R-E-S-P-E-C-T. <laughs> she totally did it. I, just, I did. <laughs> totally <laughs> threw her on that. Didn't know how she was going to react. That's awesome. Okay, so Denise, um, we are t- kind of doing a little Valentine's Day theme today, um, talking about what to give your men for Valentine's Day, uh, yeah. sort of, kind of. So tell us a little bit about what we're going to be talking about today. Okay, well, today's topic and information may actually be new information for some of our listeners, but it is so, so important for our marriages. And it's actually the very, very best gift you could give your husband this Valentine's Day. Although he might disagree. He might. He might. (laughs) It depends on on how things are. Anyway, you, you never know. But I feel like it can be used for singles too, don't you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think this this conversation is a really important one. Uh, one that shapes, you know, uh, friendships as well, uh, co-worker relationships. Yes. I, just really relationships with my brother-in-laws, um, who are great friends to me, and um, I think it's just an, a, a different way of thinking when we talk about men's need for respect that our culture doesn't talk about a lot and so it was really helpful okay so um I this is something I wish I would have learned early early in my life and especially when I was first married I am so sad to say my poor husband I was terrible at this I was Mm -hmm. terrible and um we'll get into it more as we go but it's but it's something very important that's why we're that's why we're talking about it because it's not intuitive for women um not we're we're respectful as people but to give respect um is not something necessarily that we think about especially when we're frustrated with yeah. the men in our lives well so. and honestly women's the cry of a woman's heart is you know do you love me am i lovable but that is not the cry of a man's heart Shockingly, Mm -hmm. this information has been discovered through surveying thousands of men, and we're taking some of our info from Shanti Feldman's book, For Women Only. And so I thought today we could discuss the top two needs of a man, and she she stumbled on this. She was writing a novel and trying to write dialogue for a male character. And she thought, oh, I got to know how he talks. And so she started surveying men. And it's crazy. She was shocked by what she found. And she ended up surveying over 6,000 men and writing this book. So Right. So, so for women only, you, you know, for women out there listening, you might kind of push back against that. Well, that's not really the cry of my heart. I, I need respect too. Yes, you need respect. I need respect. But yes. um, I think if you're really honest, no matter how independent you are, if you're really honest, um, 
your desire to be loved probably outweighs your desire to be respected. Um, at least that's been my experience. So, uh, and, and many other women's experience. So go, go with us as we talk about this today. Yes. And don't feel like we're dumping on women today. It's just that you're our audience. So, and we've learned this, so we want to share it with you all as well. So anyway, the, the key to this is, learning about your husband um so you can understand him better but you can support him better you want to have a good marriage out there nobody sets out to have a terrible marriage so we want to uh, learn how to support our husbands so much better or just the men in your life in general but yes yes so talk about uh men's men's need for respect. So Shanti Feldman sets us up and says what she's realized is the cry of a woman's heart is, um, I, am I lovable? Mm-hmm. And then of a man's heart, they do want to be loved. But the cry, the question that they're asking is, um, am I able? Am I adequate? Am I worthy of respect? So yes. talk about that a little bit. Well, it's so interesting. Um, you are exactly right. Um, am I adequate at what I do on the outside? It's, she found that men would give up feeling love over respect if they had to choose. And that is crazy for us to think about. Really? What? But no, it's true. It's true. Men would rather feel unloved than inadequate and disrespected disrespected mm-hmm. and Egrich it's so hard to say this guy's name Egerson Egrich his research <laughs> and book love and respect confirms this as well and the research he did so it's not just this lady Shanti who went to Harvard by the way and and majored in statistics and studying this research and stuff so it's it's not just somebody's idea it's actually based on research well and it's interesting too because uh if you actually go a little bit further and and look (laughs) at the bible that addresses husband and wives this is fascinating so talk a little bit about what you see here in ephesians well it's it's really quite humorous because probably for thousands of years god has been laughing at mankind because he (laughs) he he told us this in Ephesians five thirty three. It says, each one of you must love his wife. He's talking to the husbands here. As he loves himself. Okay, that's huge. You would do anything to stay alive. You would do anything to protect her. And then it doesn't tell the wife to love the husband. It says, and the wife must respect her husband. And Isn't that's that Ephesians crazy? 5. 533 if you want to reference that again it's interesting because he knows i believe that women more naturally love and men more naturally respect so this is what we have to work on because this is what the other one needs men Mm -hmm. need respect Mm -hmm. Um, more than 80 percent of the men that she surveyed said that in a conflict they felt like they were being disrespected so that's very very sad that's 80 percent it was like four out of five men right so so maybe it's the intention of 
the person they're fighting with or maybe it's not the intention and we're giving off this huge signal of disrespect and aren't aware of it. it that's so, true. So um, what about, let's talk about, so we're supposed to respect the, the men in our lives, specifically our husband, we're supposed to respect him. Um, but w- what about when it really feels like he doesn't deserve it? W- what would you say to that? That is so interesting because so many women have actually said that. Well, he, I'll give my respect when he deserves my respect. But just like we need unconditional love, you know, from our spouses, from our husbands, men need unconditional respect to be respected for who they are, our husbands, apart from how they do it. And honestly, if you start showing respect and talking to respectful and actually, we'll use some phrases later, but if you say, wow, I really respect the way you take care of our home, you'll be amazed how then they're they, they're going to be painting the house the next day and fixing other things up because they right. have this need to be respected and and you're not speaking to manipulating you're speaking no. to you're speaking to a motivating out of a place of 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 love for that person so um you put yourself in a man's shoe a little bit and you know, as women, like we expect to be unconditionally loved. We expected that when we got married, that was the deal. You unconditionally love me, whether I'm lovable or not, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't matter <laughs> what I'm feeling. You better. Even that you know. time of the month, you, you're supposed to love me. <laughs> yeah. And post baby hormones and no sleep, you better love me. Um, so <laughs> I'm speaking from personal experience. I have a one year old. <laughs> so, uh, yeah but we we automatically respect like expect that um and then when you are treated with that love and gentleness even when you know you don't deserve it it really does call you to rise up so of course it would work good point the other way around of course if we gave that to gift to our husbands even when they're not them their best selves they would want to rise up to that yes good point and I think as women, we need to realize how this comes across in our communication, um, how we say things, the tone. I, I have vivid remembrances or memories of being in grocery stores or being in stores with an older couple, not a specific one, but an older couple. And she would turn to him and say, why are you buying that? We don't need that. And something like that, and treating him like a child, talking to him like a child. And there's such a different tone. I mean, if it's going to kill your budget or something, then just talk very respectfully. Hey, hey, babe, I mean, how, how are we doing on our budget right now? Or, you know what, I think we're over our spending on the money for groceries or whatever. Do you, do you really do we want to take that out of something yeah. else you just you know along the way it's become really culturally appropriate to treat your your partner like a like a child to be their mother um we see that in sitcoms we see that you know you're well, right mm-hmm. and and we need to be the ones to stop that cycle to stop treating 
our men, like they are our children or our responsibility. And it, and it is, if, if you are a mom, it is really hard to get out of that <laughs> train of thought of in, you know, or, or maybe it's just, you start getting tired and you realize you haven't actually communicated a lot of these things. So you're just annoyed that they don't know what you're talking about. But, um, I think it's so easy to slip into that tone and slip into that mindset of just do what I say. Well, or, and we would you know. never talk to somebody else. No. Somebody at work that no. way or a neighbor. Or right. Anything. So why has it become okay to do that to our, our husbands or fathers or, true. you know, friends? And I'm not saying we're going to always agree. We're not saying there's not going to be conflict, but we do need to soften our approach on how we say things. Maybe they do too, but right now we're, we're working on us. This is our Valentine's gift to our spouse. And we need to really soften. Um, No matter what we think we're saying, I mean, what's important is what they are hearing. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't say that. Well, but that's what they heard. Mm -hmm. So it's important if we want them to hear the right thing that we we kind of fix that. We, We change how we word things. The other thing she points out to us is public respect. All respect is huge for men, but out in public, wow, respect is huge to a man. If you brag on your man in front of anybody else, that is huge mm-hmm. to him. It's like the equivalent, she says, of like giving us like five dozen roses, mm-hmm. you know, something really really special or taking us on a trip to Cancun or something yeah it really means a lot to them and I I challenge us to think about then how we're talking about our husband in front of our kids um yes because that they're people too and that they're that means a lot to our husbands too so what are we saying to our kids what are we saying just in front of our kids intentionally to build him up not just Make sure you're not saying anything rude, but you know, that's, they're, they're an audience too, that, that feels like the same kind of public respect. Yes. That's a, yeah, very good point. So it often changes our perspective. Um, when, when you understand what's going on (laughs) inside, when you, it changes how you treat someone or the amount of patience you have, or, um, when you understand their story and what's going on. So, um, talk a little bit about your learning on uh, men's experience <laughs> in life and okay, how you've learned to be more respectful. Well, it's interesting because Shanti Feldman, she says um, the number two need or thing to recognize in men is that men are insecure. Uh, they look confident on the outside, but... They are insecure underneath. I mean, they are just full of raw self-doubt. And some of you are saying, oh, not my husband. Well, actually, I bet the majority of them out there, yeah, I bet they are. Um, despite their in-control exterior, men often feel like like they're just posing and imposters and because they, they're afraid somebody will discover that they're really not adequate for what they're doing. Um, we, that then gives us an incredible opportunity to build up our husbands, 
to really build up our marriage and be their number one cheerleader and help them become more secure in who they are. Right. And often I think men maybe feel even more secure, insecure at home. Uh, They figured out how to maybe feel more secure at work and maybe not. Maybe some of Uh, some of the men that you're thinking of in your life really are struggling at work well then even more so at home uh, think about we need to be thinking about how can we build them up so that they have that confidence at at home where maybe it's not their realm all day maybe it's Mm -hmm. (laughs) maybe they don't have as great of intuition with your daughter as you do but you know how do you build them up well it's true so many men well they get paychecks that's an accolade Um, and they get pats on the back or, you know, they just might get more respect for their opinions or what they do at work. And then when they come home, they might be belittled or what were you thinking putting that there? Or why did you do that? And that is a form of disrespect and, and piling on their insecurity. Um, she talks about one couple that was so interesting. It was in their small group, and and they wanted some help. So her and her husband went to the small group, and she, she was talking about how she had was gone for the evening. She put apple, uh, some milk in the fridge. Told him to give him milk and and something. But anyway, then later she discovered he'd given him apple juice for dinner, and she was like, "What were you thinking?" Then then they're all sugared up and that's not what they need at dinner time yeah she was just really frustrated you know well then he was mad you know I mean I'm here taking care of the kids what you know well so Shanti and her husband they they said okay tell us help tell us why you did that and he he said actually you know what's a better phrase her maybe her husband said this help me understand what the reason was why you did this. Okay, so that's less accusatory or disrespectful than why did you do Mm -hmm. this? Anyway, the story was so funny because they were almost out of milk and he knew they'd need milk in the morning for their cereal and so he didn't want to waste it. So he had really thought through this in his mind, went through all this thinking process. So he gave them apple juice, but he diluted it with water some, especially the kid who was really affected by it because he wanted to make sure there was enough milk for breakfast. Hmm. And when you think of it that way, it's like, oh, yeah, okay. So I think so many times we just jump the gun and and think they're, they're not being... I don't want to say they're they're being stupid, but you know they're being not thinking things through when they usually are, and we need to stop and assume good intent and look for the good our men are doing. They may not do it mm-hmm. like you or how you were thinking, but they actually had a thought process for why they did what they did. I think even if even if you find out after asking that question that they just didn't think it through, it invites a lot more of a chance for uh, him to save face and apologize and ask how he can make it better and and figure out how it affects you, how that you know it's just there's there's no winning with assuming 
right. the worst, although it's it's quickly what we do when you feel emotional. Oh, it's or, no one. I know, um, I know that's what I've done so many times. Oh, just assume sure. the worst. Mm-hmm. So assuming good intent, help me understand what the reason was you did this mm-hmm. and then give them a chance. And I think that's hard. I think that's hard. Uh, sometimes if you've seen patterns of, well... I, I see patterns of you not listening to me, so I just figured this was another time. Um, but you can't have those conversations if you've already uh, cornered him so he'll stonewall up, you know, and be yeah. defensive. That's that doesn't right. invite any conversation. True. Good point. So, well, and another thing that was surprising to me, and, and honestly, I mean, we don't want to generalize everybody, but this was like, 80% of the men, 80 some percent of the men. So this this may or may not be your husband, who knows, but she learned for most of the men when you offer to help them with something that they're putting together or whatever, they actually misinterpret it. They can misinterpret it as a as mistrust. And I was like, "Really? I'm just offering to help?" And it's so funny. It's like they want to conquer. They they really want to, you know, conquer this and do it do it themselves. I, I don't know. Anyway, mm-hmm. I guess we can say, hey, if you need help, though, just holler. But I'm going to be in here or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So that was interesting. I'd never, ever thought of that. Mm-hmm. So we need to force I- ourselves sometimes to trust them, even in little things that's that's really true especially if they're especially if your realm is more uh things at home and and they don't spend quite as much time at home as you do you have yep you gotta learn to uh, trust him and i like swallowing my words as i say them out loud (laughs) because i can be a bit of a control freak and i like to think 12 steps ahead so um anyways uh, (laughs) so essentially what we're hearing is the uh the need for respect how else can we communicate that need for respect well it's this was interesting to think about for me I was thinking well if they want respect more I mean they like love I love you I love you you know but women are all the time oh love you love you um (laughs) she was trying to kind of uh think through what could be the replacement for wives to say if it wasn't I love you um, she said I'm so proud of you is true and great but it's like not appropriate for everything and you want to save that for true times of that when there's an event but she did say how about thank you and men were all about that um, that you had stopped and noticed what they had done that what they had was the outside of them, what they had achieved, what they had um, done for the home or for you. So I thought my that husband, was good. My husband told me once that one of the most meaningful things I said to him was, thank you. And I said, say what? <laughs> Can you explain that to me? He goes, well, I really appreciate how often you say thank you to me. <laughs> I'm like... I mean, true. yeah, but you know, it's we don't it's think that, of it the like, same. I, they said, "Thanks for right. dinner, mom." Yeah, yeah, that's thank. You're welcome. You know, it's it's just doesn't hold the same weight to us. I don't 
think. Yeah, but he was talking about specific instances when he had gone out of his way and just saying thank you and how much that meant to him. So that's cool. Um, I mean, it's what it does for them. It, it just makes them feel like, well, here is someone who thinks I'm I measure up and it should be their wife. Honestly, we might say, oh, brother, just get over it if it's something little. But wow, if if we stop and really think about the way he thinks, I think we'll get a lot farther, a lot farther in our marriages. All right. So let's give out some unconditional respect and try that. I know it's hard. It's it's hard, especially when you don't all of a sudden when you don't all of the time feel loved um, to give that respect. But uh, I know you've talked about the crazy cycle a little bit before, Mom. So um, will you speak into that just for a second? What what does that crazy cycle look like as they refer to in the book love and respect and how to stop that well what what happens which you know makes sense is you're thinking well I don't feel loved so I'm not gonna give respect and then he's like well I'm not getting any respect and why would I show her love and you know it just goes in this vicious cycle circle until somebody gets off the spinning wheel or whatever and uh changes and is brave enough and bold enough in the power of God and that's what it'll take sometimes because our pride gets in the way and Mm -hmm. goes a different direction yeah absolutely so uh, you can actually break that crazy cycle and restore a lot of your marriage and your relationship if you're the one willing to give some respect and start assuming the best even before you feel any love um and so (laughs) I'm like scared to say it because I feel like now Tommy and I are gonna have some fight tonight (laughs) (laughs) to show him unconditional respect well what's um, funny our challenge is to before we recorded this Tim walks in the door and I'm like you got to be really quiet. We're recording the podcast. Well, how disrespectful was that? That wasn't very nice. So. Hello, honey. <laughs> Thank you for coming home. Yeah, <laughs> Just yeah. kidding. So uh, I think one thing to, to end that thought with before we talk about some, some, cool, uh, some cool things we might give out or things to get yourself um, is in Shanti Feldman's book, Men's top response for Shanti's survey was, I wish my wife knew how much I love her. Mm. So giving your husband the legs to stand on by giving him respect will actually really allow him to have the confidence and know how to show you that love. So that is really cool. It is. It's very cool. She said when she read it over and over and over and over, she said, I was getting tears in my eyes. Hmm. So very cool. So we're going to give you a few ideas to give your husband for Valentine's Day. You know, they, we don't know all their personality bins and all that stuff, but this might get you at least some ideas spurred on. Of course, the first number one one that we just said. Respect. Respect. Yes, give them that. I, I, that was my idea for sure. You can do the next one. Okay, I'll do the next one. <laughs> Okay, so your husband will never mind ever, ever, ever if you spend money on lingerie. And so if for Valentine's Day, his second favorite gift would be 
lingerie with some time of intimacy. I wonder, I wonder which of our listeners was totally expecting you to say that or totally not expecting you to say that. I would love to be sitting with people right now. But that's why well, I was making fun of you at the beginning of the podcast when we started and you said the best gift you could give. And I was like, oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe some lingerie would do better. <laughs> well, you know what? We're going to hit some of the other points along the way that Shanti said were men's needs. And uh, yeah, that's on there, too. It's, it, but it's not number one. That's what's amazing. So, yeah. yeah. Um, gift certificates to favorite hobby places. Just show that you know who he is. Give him some time to go be a boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or get him something that you guys could do together. Is is a cool way to show him that you care. Be willing to get a babysitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, give up some of that control and time with your kids to show him that he's... His relationship with you is just as important as your relationship yeah. with your kids. Men love their wives to be their companion when they're doing things like that. It's amazing. I mean, it might be bowling. It might be surfing, as in California people, or it might be hiking. Who knows? But Or it might be winter, so you watch your husband surf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit of a wimp about the cold water. Yes, Um, it's cold though. Um, Another one that I actually did when we were uh, engaged and didn't have much money is I decorated Tim's car with a bunch of little construction hearts and (laughs) and I put them all over his car. He loved it. He actually told me he loved it. Where I put one on the steering wheel. Can you get him on this podcast real quick to verify that he actually loved it? <laughs> he really did. He did. I was surprised. Yeah. On the different parts. He thought it was really fun. Um, That's fun. So anyway, like you put it on the starter. You start my engine. Valentine, you make my heart stop on the brakes. On the mirror, you reflect love to me. You know, it's all these corny things, but he thought it was fun. So that's fun. Yeah. So um, another idea, the little more money, but the pictures where your names are on the tree or in the sand or something, some of those personalized photos, um, those are pretty cool and meaningful. And then we have a few book ideas, and it's very interesting, especially those of you who've been married a while. Sometimes you'll go to dinner and you don't have think of things to talk about it's always church stuff or work or ministry which is good to some degree but it's really fun sometimes to venture off into different areas and one way to do that is using conversation starter starters you can probably find them on a uh, the internet you know on your phone or something ahead of time but I know Gary Chapman has a book of 101 conversation starters for couples and it's just got little things that you could talk about at dinner and I took one of these on our vacation and we would we were actually sitting on the beach looking at the water and we had the funnest the funnest we had more fun (laughs) just talking and remembering um things from the past and just like one of them can you recall visiting your parents workplace um describe it and how you felt when you were there well those are kind of things you probably wouldn't come up but it is fun to hear each other talk about those things so that's a good book 
Another one is a secular book, and it has more to do with communication. And I can't highly, highly recommend the book, but the process I think is good because it is about men being safe to communicate when they want to be intimate with their wife. And it's called 40 Beads, and all it is is a bowl and some red beads. And when he puts a bead in the bowl, like you probably keep it in your bathroom or something, that means he wants to be intimate with you. And you have 24 hours, though, to, to cash it in. So that's the part that's helpful for women. So I don't like that. I you don't like it. <laughs> well, 24 hours is a long time. So and oh, they can't do it over the phone. They, they can't call you and say, hey, can you put a bead in the bowl? Nope, they can't do that. There's actually rules to it and stuff. But you have 24 hours. So it may not be today, but it may be tomorrow. But uh, it's it's a it's a something that really helped this woman's marriage and that's why she wrote it in a book she could she couldn't get over how much it changed her marriage and helped it so that's a good one and then one other is called what I love about you book and this is really pretty cool because you fill it in about your spouse and I really didn't want my husband to hear this but he's in the room I missed you when and you kind of fill it in. Do you remember when we shared this sad or difficult time? You might add, my favorite picture of you is, and when you walk in a room, da-da-da, I love this facial expression you make, and you may never have told them. So all kinds of things that just kind of help you have some great conversations and feel closer together. So, Yeah, so that's what we have for you today. There's more ideas on the internet. So, but we really pray that you guys can just strengthen your marriages this Valentine's Day. Yeah, absolutely. Go out on a limb, do something silly or meaningful for him, but remember to say thank you and show him some respect in your tone. Thanks, ladies, for tuning in to Momentum. For more information and encouragement, check out deniseharlow.com or follow Denise Harlow on Instagram or Facebook. We will talk to you later. Have a happy, happy Valentine's Day. Bye.